بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. In Surah Al Imran, Allah mentions that when uh, when the Prophet and the companions they were uh, going through a difficult time and they uh, they heard some words. الذين إذا قال لهم الناس إن الناس قد جمعوا لكم فخشوهم فزادهم إيمانا وقالوا حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل. Their response to to facing this challenge, this was at the time of Uhud, that one person basically had mentioned that there are all these people gathered against you, and their response was first internally, Allah Allah says Allah is the one who knows what's really going on inside of a person and what's not going on inside of a person. So Allah gives us that 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 inside scoop, if you will, that insider's perspective. And only Allah can give us that perspective in this type of situation. Allah says that it increased them in their faith, it increased them in their iman. So the first thing that's mentioned is the heart. And then the second thing that's mentioned is something that's directly connected to the heart, the tongue. The tongue in reality is a very, very significant reflection of the heart much of the time for better or for worse. So if someone is constantly saying good, chances are that's a reflection of goodness in the heart. And if someone is constantly, you know, spewing putrid things, then that's also going to be a reflection of what's going on in the heart. Allah tells us in Surah Ahzab, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهُ وَقُولُوا قَوْلًا سَدِيدًا O you who believe, have taqwa of Allah, so the heart, and say, say what's right, speak the truth, say la ilaha illallah, say what's upright, say what's precise and transparent. So what's mentioned first is the heart, and then what's mentioned immediately following that is the tongue. So if and the Prophet also taught us والسلام, that the iman in a person it wears out like cloth. So if you want to revive your iman, to refresh, to renew your iman, then repeat La ilaha illallah, then say La ilaha illallah often. So if there's something going on in the heart, one of the ways to to patch things up, if you will, no pun intended is with the tongue, la ilaha illallah. There's this, there's this, uh, this balance that's needed between, between the heart and the tongue. So the first thing Allah tells us, the way that they responded, the first thing internally, it, it actually increased them in iman. When someone came and said, there are all these people gathering against you, like they were really outnumbered before Uhud. All these people have, you know, the, these numbers have gathered against you. فَخْشَوْهُمْ So fear them. And their response was, one, it increased them in iman, and then two, they said, وَقَالُوا حَسْبُنَ اللَّهُ وَنَعْمَ الْوَكِيلُ And they said, Allah is sufficient for us, and He's the best one to help us in our situation. He is the best disposer of affairs as it's often translated. We find at the end of Surah Tawbah, in the, in the last two ayahs, beautiful ayat. In the first of these two, Allah mentions how deeply concerned the Prophet was وسلم, regarding his community, regarding the believers. Allah testifies to the, the condition of the heart of the Prophet. There was so much care, so much love, so much kindness, so much gentleness, so much concern, so many tears. Even then, it's up to the person. 
And I, I want to highlight this because if, if someone has, you know, young adults regarding their kids, they've grown up, they're young adults and they're wrestling with their faith and maybe they don't want to come to the message anymore. Maybe they don't want to pray at home anymore. They don't want to, they don't want to practice anymore. And the parent loves them so much and they care about them so much. And the reason why they want them to pray is because they love them, because they care so much for them and they care so much about them. So what they want, they want what's best for them. They want this amazing, nutritious, sweet food for the soul called Iman for them. They've tasted the sweetness of this and they want to share that sweetness with their kids, for example. But they get to a certain age and the reality is at that point, at some point, they have to make that decision for themselves. So even if they're struggling, keep praying for them. Ask Allah to guide them. Wake up for tahajjud. Ask Allah to guide them in sujood. Ask Allah to guide them. Keep asking and asking and asking and asking and asking. And Allah will respond. In the meantime though, the, the next of these two ayahs plays a very pivotal role. فَإِن تَوَلَّوْا And even then, as, as, as incredible as the heart of the Prophet was, والسلام, even then, Allah says, And if they turn away, then say, حَسْبِيَ اللَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّهُ عَلَيْهِ تَوَكَلْتُ وَهُوَ رَبُّ الْعَرْشِ Even for the Prophet والسلام, the greatest human ever, the most generous person ever, the kindest human ever, the, the epitome of mankind, the, pin, the pinnacle of the human being, in terms of an example, is the Prophet and even then, there would be people who would turn away from him. But for some people, like Abu Sufyan, it took them 20 years to come around, but they still came around. So it may not happen today. Hopefully it does. It may not happen tomorrow. Hopefully it does. It may take some years. It may take some time. But even then, hopefully they end up coming around. Hopefully sooner than then. But sometimes it does take that time. And I want to mention the specific example of Abu Sufyan because he led the army against the Prophet in this battle of Uhud. So he wasn't just there, he's leading this army actively fighting against the Prophet, attempting to kill him in battle. Later on, Sayyidina Aisha asked the Prophet, was the day of Uhud, the specific day of Uhud, was that the most difficult day of your life? Because of how much turmoil there was, how much pain there was, the Prophet himself was nearly killed. The Prophet had chain mail that was so deeply embedded into his cheek that a Sahabi had to pull it out with his teeth and lost two teeth in the process of pulling that out of the face of the Prophet. His tooth was chipped. His life was, was significantly at risk on that day. Much more, so, much more so than many other times. So that's why she's asking him later on regarding that day. And he said, no, the day of Ta'if. The day of Ta'if was, was the heaviest day for him, the most difficult day for him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But she thought of the day of Uhud because of how difficult it was. Abu Sufyan is leading the army going against the Prophet, sallam, actively trying to, to, to kill him in battle, sallam. And then you also have him leading the army on the side of Quraysh against who? The Prophet and the Sahaba in Medina, the Battle of the Trench, the Battle of Ahzab, right? The Confederates, when, when all these thousands of people, including Quraysh, ganged up against the Muslims, they had no choice, they had to dig a trench and, and they, they, they survived that siege of a month, basically. So look at his example, look at what he's doing, look at what he's doing, look at what he's doing. Eventually he comes around. And the Prophet embraces him, and the Prophet accepts him, and the Prophet forgives, and the Prophet overlooks Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the Prophet honors him when the Prophet's uncle Al-Abbas mentions to the Prophet immediately before the conquest of Mecca that, you know, Abu Sufyan, he's, he's, he, he, he appreciates honor, he appreciates, 
you know, sharaf, this, this, uh, he appreciates respect. And so the Prophet honored him and showed him that respect the following day when there was a conquest of Mecca, when he said that whoever goes into their own home, which includes Abu Sufyan's home, logically speaking, whoever is in their own home, they'll be safe. And whoever is in the Kaaba, they'll be safe. And whoever is in the home of Abu Sufyan, they'll be safe. Like, look at the hilm of the Prophet. Look at the, the, the heart of the Prophet, Don't you think that that had an impact on the heart of Abu Sufyan? It definitely did. And now what do we say after we say the name of Abu Sufyan? We say, radiallahu anhu. It took some time. Sometimes it takes 20 years. Sometimes it's instant, like Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, radiallahu anhu. Other, you have other examples in between. Khalid bin Walid who led the counterattack in Uhud, he also comes around. Amr ibn al-As who chases the Muslims down to a foreign country. I mean, you would think that Quraysh would be happy. Okay, these Muslims, they're such a nuisance from their perspective. You know, some of them, they're out of our hair. They went to Abyssinia. They went to Al-Habasha. They went to East Africa. They're, okay, they're, they're out of our hair. No, that wasn't enough. They wanted to squash and destroy Islam and every Muslim. Amr ibn al-As chases the Muslims down to a foreign country to speak to this king who he personally knew, Najashi, and, and he comes with gifts, and he, he's really doing his worst to get this king, this righteous, just king, to hand the Muslims over to him. Why? So they can take him back to Mecca and torture them and persecute them and, and probably kill them. So he's doing that. Eventually he comes around. He comes around. Look at how many people eventually they come around. How many poets, they slandered the Prophet, which was the social media of that time. The mass media of that time was poetry. How many of them came around and they accepted Islam? Wahshi accepted Islam. The one who assassinated Sayyidina Hamza radiallahu anhu. So when we connect with the seerah, we find these different theories coming to life. And if they turn away from you, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then say, Hasbi Allah la ilaha illahu. Allah is sufficient for me, there is no God but Him. Alayhi tawakkalt, I have put my trust in Him. Wa huwa rabbul arsh al And He's the Lord of the Magnificent Throne. I'll conclude with this. The Prophet also taught us, alayhi salatu wasallam, because there, there are a lot of, a lot of hearts Right, that are that are really struggling with a lot of things, especially if they're teenagers, if they're young adults, high school, college students, and they're struggling with their deed, maybe they've turned away. May Allah bring them back. May Allah bring them back. There there are people I know personally, they've left Islam and then they learn about real Islam, not like a cultural misinterpretation of some harsh stuff and, and bitter things and and then they learn who the Prophet really was for themselves and they actually get mad and they say, Why wasn't I shown this? Why was the example that I was shown something so different, the opposite of this at times? Why wasn't this what I... Had I known this was who the Prophet was, I never would have left. They fall in love with the Prophet. They fall in love with Allah Azza wa with the Qur'an, with that medicine, with that healing, with that mercy, and, and that brings them back. There are many people, unfortunately, yes, they've left, but I know many people, they have come back. And we ask Allah to bring them back. We ask Allah to help all of the parents struggling with this. It's a huge struggle. May Allah help every parent struggling with this through this. May Allah make it easy. May Allah guide all of our kids. May Allah guide the youth, especially those who are in high school and college. We ask Allah if they've left Islam, we ask Allah to bring them back by His mercy and His grace. And if they've remained Muslim, we ask Allah to protect their iman, to increase their iman, and to make them leaders of the global Muslim community. It sounds like such a huge, big dua. But Allah is greater than whatever it is that we ask Him for. The Prophet, He taught us, alayhi salatu just as a, 
This is a prescription from the Prophet ﷺ. A prescription from the Prophet that whoever says, حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم seven times in the morning and seven times in the evening, then Allah will relieve them. Allah will take care of their worries regarding this life and the next. And whoever connects with this, they'll start to see what looked like a rock-hard situation. It looks like there's no hope. They may connect with, with this practice and then slowly that concrete softens and it cracks and then Allah changes it, Allah smooths it over, Allah opens the door and another hundred doors and, and, and many, many things open after that. But we start somewhere to show Allah that we're trying and then we hope and we pray that Allah opens the floodgates for the better in all good ways. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. We ask Allah to guide our youth to protect them and to forgive them. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Wa